Welcome back to West Bev. It's season two. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, man. I'm doing so good. It's the, fine. The new season, the it new threw me off. Theme I got song. too hype. Too hype. Do we need a new intro? <laughs> we might. <laughs> we'll switch it up. God, yeah. Could you imagine if I did the intro? Dude, <coughs> I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> I would. Go for it. You do it. Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Ariel. And I'm Caitlin. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we cover the 10-season show. This week, we're talking about Season 2, Episode 1, Beach Blanket Brandon. Hey, Mary. What happened this week? It's the last day of school before summer vacation. Kelly is upset that Brenda and Donna plan to take a summer theater class, leaving her to do all of the fun summer things alone. Andrea and Brandon discuss the state of their relationship post not banging. Brandon realizes summer is the slow season at the Peach Pit and at Steve's suggestion decides to find a new job at the Beverly Hills Beach Club as a lifeguard. Since he's only used to lakes and pools, he doesn't perform well at ocean lifeguard tryouts. Mr. Thomas, the manager, does not let Brandon... Oh, sorry. Mr. Thomas, the manager, does let Brandon know there's an open position as a cabana boy and he can start tomorrow. Brandon has to decide if the pay raise is worth leaving Nat with zero days notice to find a replacement. Brenda confides in Kelly and Donna that her period is five days late. They help her buy and take a home pregnancy test, but the results are inconclusive. After a short appointment with a gynecologist she ends up not needing, Brenda struggles with her feelings for Dylan and wonders if she's really ready for a sexual relationship. Lucky for Brenda, the drama teacher, Mr. Suter, thinks all those feelings she has are going to help Brenda become a better actor. Scott is going to visit his grandparents in Oklahoma. Scott's going to go visit his grandparents in Oklahoma and come back with a new love for guns and cowboy hats. Yeah, shout out to that review again because Fit apparently, yeah, Looked apparently it it's uh, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, oh, Scott. I don't oh, know what to think Scott. about it. I don't I'm, know. I'm afraid, honestly. I'm, I don't like it. I don't like the idea of Scott wearing cowboy hats instead of his Lakers hat. Yeah, don't touch the Lakers hat. It's so cute. (laughs) It's so cute. I do love that this is supposed to be like a week after the last episode and they've all aged. Yeah, like Like, you can tell even Scott's age. Like he's like clearly grown. They're taller. Yeah, but he's still supposed to wear his like baggy clothes to make him look small. Mm -hmm. But the best part of this episode slash season new theme song bitches i love (laughs) the new theme song and the new video because like i was watching it and you know they have like shots of everybody and then they like smile at the camera and i was like i will watch this every single time even though it's five hours long (laughs) yeah it's a really long theme song ian's earring short shorts and luke perry's little lip bite that he does oh my gosh they pull in some of the season one footage, mm-hmm. but then they have new footage and also they're like glamour shots that they I throw in. I love the glamour shots. And the music is fantastic. They up it so well. I know. This is like everyone got a glow up. Glow up. The theme song got a glow up. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing. I love it so much. But yeah, the fact that it was only a week later-ish. Ish. And it's the end of the school year. I was very confused. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Usually seasons go like year to year. Yeah, I was thinking about that too because season one was basically the first 
school se- school year. Yeah, right? yeah. And then this season is going to start in the middle of summer or the beginning of summer. So where is this season going to end? Exactly. Is it going to be just a summer? Are you going to? They're going to throw off the timeline again, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to have no idea what time of year it is. We just learned for the first time an actual date because it was like June 1st. Yeah. So, like, this has to be not even the week after the last episode. This has to be like the day after the last episode. Yeah. Because. Yeah. 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 You know. I guess to kind of skip ahead a little bit, like Brenda tells her friends that she's five days late mm-hmm. and she just told Dylan that she was late. Right. So like no time can have passed. Barely any. But yeah, so it's the last day of school. Scott's going off to see his family in Oklahoma. Andrea is trying to give a weird speech in the newspaper room. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which she can do whatever damn speech she wants. I, I know. Don't. When Brandon cut her off, I was like, sir, you will stop. Yeah, just let her go. Like, she's one of those that just needs to get it all out. Especially because they show the clock. And she definitely had, like, four more minutes to talk before right. they would leave. Exactly. Well, and I love that he was, like, at 3 o'clock, we're all leaving. I just wanted to be like, there is a cake, Brandon. <laughs> yeah. I'm not leaving at 3 o'clock. Yeah. I'm going to eat that cake. Right. Yeah, and then Donna and Kelly and Brenda are all in class together waiting for the last bell, and Kelly sounds like she has a frog in her throat. Poor girl. I Which, at first I thought they were just going to skip over it and just, like, nothing's happening. Nothing's different here. This like, is totally normal. Don't yeah. worry about it. But then they actually say, Like someone actually said. Maybe you can get your voice back or something like mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, oh, okay, they mention it. But, man, she sounds like she is sick. She sounded terrible. This yeah. poor girl. And I love that, yeah, they were just like, oh, no. She's sick. What do we do? Right. Write a line in. Yeah. Let's like, give it to Donna. She doesn't say enough. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, like, go to the hallway, and my only comment, it was, like, the transition from seeing Kelly, Brenda, and Donna to seeing, um, what do I call them? Skavid. 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 Yeah. And you see a girl with a damn broken leg. Yeah. Like, crutching <laughs> through the hallway. And I was thinking, I was like, wait, did the, is there an extra, like, call out that's, like, Needed. <laughs> Girl with broken leg. No, it was all so weird. And then there was the one guy that, as Scott and David pass him, he just, like, touches Scott's arm. Yeah. It's like, what I'm so that? close. I'm so close to Scott. I just need to. Oh, I did it. <laughs> yeah, just like an actor. Yeah. Touch. I'm a mere peasant. I'm only a day player. Yeah. No, um, it was all weird. And then they pan. After that is when they pan back to the girls. Mm-hmm. And... You find out that Donna has to take summer school because she needs the grades. Brenda wants to take summer school so she can take drama classes. Mm-hmm. And then Kelly is just going to be a sitting on the beach teenager. by herself. Yeah. Apparently. Which, I don't know about you guys, but we didn't have summer school. We had I mean, school. we had summer well, school for those that were in trouble and, like, had to take summer school. But we didn't have just voluntary classes you could take if you wanted to. I was never going to want to take a class. Right. So I don't know. And I don't think our school necessarily had summer school. I think you had to go to the public schools mm-hmm. for summer mm-hmm. school. The public schools. Those damn public schools. Okay. Um, I went to one. <laughs> I do know my high school had, like, a theater camp. Oh, Because I okay. did it. Mm. But I don't know. Were you, did you do the theater camp? I did it in like seventh grade. I think you and I did it like either a year apart or the same year. I think, I don't think we were the same year. What color was the shirt that you got? It was like green. Dark green? Yeah, with like 
the ugliest gold design on it. Yes. Oh, God. I think we had it the same year. Oh, no. I was terrible. <laughs> we, I don't. Don't, re- don't ever remember me. <laughs> I, I don't think you could, We're skipping ahead, but I don't think you could have been as terrible as Andrea was oh when she gives her monologue. She was so nervous. Poor God, girl. Dude, I put on a fake accent. It was <gasps> oh, bad. I want to hear that. Oh, I remember so little of it. I think there's a picture somewhere. Maybe I'll look and see if I can find you. This is a weird thing where, like, Mary and I's paths crossed several times in middle school and we never knew each other hmm. like when we played volleyball against each other and yeah. um one of my friends who was on the volleyball team at my school had pictures of us like doing a pre-game prayer because catholic school sure and like we're literally like standing two people apart yeah interesting just on opposite teams hmm. and yeah and it's now only, we're friends it's only a matter of time the universe knew it was just like just gentle, gentle touch. Like yeah, it would push. be too too much all at once to just throw you together. So it was just it yeah, had to be. It was just like <laughs> organic. soap bubbles that yeah. eventually just <laughs> boop into yeah. one piece. It was I like love that these idea. two have anxiety. I'll be very gentle with this. Yeah, we don't need this to be just big, full, and full force. It's like when you try and walk up to a cat or something, and you're like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna hurt you. Whereas with a dog, it'd be like, come here, come here, come here. Oh my gosh! So we went to our friend's house last night and they have a great dane and she's fully grown so she is my size yeah but she is the biggest scaredy cat when it comes to people so like her tail was between her legs and she was like growling a little bit because she didn't know me or john and she was very nervous and so like we sat on the ground and i like took one of her little squeezy toys and i was like see i'm your friend and like john had a tennis ball and this was like five minutes like not anything crazy we're not insane about this dog i mean i am she's adorable but so john gets up and is like oh i have to go to the bathroom because we've been in the car for so long and she follows him to the bathroom and as soon as he leaves tail goes right up and she comes running over to me and giving me kisses oh my gosh you just hated him (laughs) you were just afraid of men got it (laughs) and then well and then he came out and she was totally fine and i was like hmm did he wash like what weird but yeah, no. Just fun story about dogs. Anyway. Always, always need fun stories about dogs. Anyway. Yeah. So we're in the hallway and Brenda Kelly and Brenda and Donna. Thing. And Brenda, yeah, Brenda's being all grumpy about something because. Oh, yeah, she snaps at Kelly. Well, and I. Not everything has to be about boys. <laughs> yeah, it does. It kind of does. <laughs> in do high school, what, it do does. Do you know what show you're on? Yeah. But I love how 90s it is and like how stereotypical that Kelly's like oh it's at the time of the month right which I'm like okay to be fair I probably would have said the same thing back in high school but maybe I wouldn't because I was never really that forward about periods in high school when I was a teenage girl but at the same time I appreciate I guess her calling Brenda out right like Mm -hmm. I'm much more of the like idea that friends should be able to call each other out and it's totally fine and then when Kelly does, Brenda bites her head off. It's like, well, not everything has to be about boys. Well, and I get, like, I do like that Kelly is able to call her out because mm-hmm. she should be able to. I think the thing that kind of graded me, and I'm going to say that repeatedly because I didn't like this episode, mm. was I don't like people blaming women's emotions on their hormones totally like that really bothers me and in high school I did the same thing of course like I did you know complain about the time of the month and you know whatever and 
it does happen. Like I, I do know I get more hormonal, but I am also aware of my body and the changes. And so if I'm crying and it's two days before my period, I'm like, do I actually feel upset or like is something going on? And it's not – I don't think somebody who isn't in – my mm-hmm. head right now has a right to be like, oh, it's the time of the month. That's why you're being this way. Well, and two thoughts on that. One, I think it, I think it's one thing to acknowledge that, yes, this is a time when my body composition is different. That's mm-hmm. fine. But the connotation around it usually is that you are not able to function normally. Yeah, you, you can't are, control your emotions yeah, because you're a woman. And you overreact. That's what bothers exactly, me Exactly. Totally. Yeah. And in this case, the fact that a girl is saying it to a girl Mm -hmm. is why it's okay. If it was Dylan or Brandon or literally Jim, any other guy that says that to Brenda, that's not okay. Mm -mm. Because again, when a girl says it to another girl, even if it's in the tone and the way that Kelly says it, it's still with the understanding, like, you're probably acting like this because it's your time of the month, so I'm going to, like, not take your snappiness to heart yeah i know how this feels this isn't personal while a guy would take it as you're being irrational and i'm not going to listen to you like i'm going to discredit everything you say not that i'm not going to take it personal but i'm going to discredit everything you Mm -hmm. say which is not okay yeah so agreed (laughs) long-winded way to say i agree (laughs) i'll take you on a journey to get there (laughs) no that was the only thing and i think yeah, another reason it bothered me was because this was an episode written by a man. Sure. Which I know, like... In the 90s, that was, like, 100%. Well, and I think, it's a, I think it's a thing with television that I'm probably wrong about. I don't think I'm making this up, where a lot of first episodes and last episodes of seasons end up being written by the creators of the show or, like, yeah. the head writer of the show. Mm-hmm. So Darren Star writing this episode, yep. you know, does not rub me the wrong way. It's just the idea of everything in this show because they just use it as her being like well it is my time of the month and it isn't if you know what I mean yeah I mean they use it basically to get there yeah that's the whole reason Mm -hmm. it's there it was just like excuse me yeah you do not (laughs) um but yes this is when she tells them that she's late in the middle of school yeah (laughs) which I guess it's like uh the end of the day and she's kind of like no shit's given because it's like the end of the school year i don't know but it's the same thing of in the last episode she tells dylan at a party with her entire family right literally everyone's around you you're running a lot of risks here yeah there's no privacy um but yeah i mean the whole thing was to just say hey i'm late you guys know that dylan and i have been doing it making it making it my bad uh but and this is a problem sorry i believe the correct term is making, making it. it yes the That's scientific I wrote it in my notes um, <laughs> well then i am just slacking on my 90s lingo but i do love that yeah she's talking to them at the end of the school day and they're just like all right, well, there's a CVS down the street. Let's go. Right, exactly. I mean, that's that's the one thing I will say that the male writers and female writers of the show have gotten right is the female friendships. Yeah. Because they've actually taken care of it and not just made it about fighting over boys or fighting over stuff that could tear them down. Mm-hmm. It's more let's have them support each other and actually be friends and not just surface friends. Yeah, no, I did – the part of this episode that I did like mm-hmm. was Kelly and Donna being there for Brenda through the Definitely. whole thing. Because, like, they're there with her when she goes to the pharmacy to get the pregnancy test. They're with her when she takes the pregnancy test. 
you know, Kelly goes with her to her gynecologist appointment. Mm -hmm. She even goes into the room with her, which was a little weird in my opinion, but whatever. And then um, you see, like, Donna and her at school together, Mm -hmm. you know, just walking through the hallways and talking and going to their class. So that I did like. But yeah. pretty much everything else I hated. Like That's funny. Because even after that, so you, you have this like great female friendship going on, and then they cut back to the newspaper room where Andrea and Brandon are cleaning up after everybody ate half the cake and dipped out. Mm-hmm. And they make that comment about like, you know, well, what would have happened if we became a couple? Or like, why wouldn't we do that? And Andrea's like... Just not accepting Brandon's love. Well, and I thought it was really, really positive, um, this conversation, for as, quote-unquote, easy as it would have been for them to just become a couple. Because now, like, all the secrets are out. Like, Brandon knows that Andrea likes him and obviously was willing to make it with him um, as a going-away present, um, which I have thoughts about. So weird. It was very weird. But at the same time, I was like ready for it to happen. So right? that's the thing that, that gets me is constantly. I'm just like, Andre, if this is what you want, go and for he, it. Yeah. Like, you should be able to. You don't need no man. But if you want that man, go get it. Take that man. Yeah, exactly. And so for for all of that, I actually appreciate that it was Andrea, the one to say, no, we should stay friends. Yeah. Because for so long in season one, it was always like, oh my god, Andrea's acting so, you know, like, shy and whatnot when it comes to Brandon, and mm. it was so unrequited at the time, and now she's got this kind of confidence to say, you know what, I'm going to make a decision for me, and I think we should stay friends. So I actually really like that, because it wasn't her giving in to Brandon, or it wasn't her giving in to anything. It was more, this is what's best for me, probably for you too, so I'm going to decide this. And that's what it's going to be. You know what I still kind of secretly want? Tell me. I want an illicit summer romance between Andrea and Steve. <laughs> like, literally just like middle of the night phone calls to go make out in the parking lot. I'm for it. Right? Especially after their SAT study break. Yes. Kiss. I want it so much. And Steve just wants girls. So, you know, just go for it. And Andrea's like no, I'm going to be in this class and I'm going to go hang out at this children's shelter or I think that's what she says, the children's shelter. Um, So like people wouldn't say anything if they never saw her and no one's going to say anything if they don't see Steve because he's off with a girl. Just, just do it. Just love each other. I, I just want that. Like I just want it to come out sometime later that, like, Steve and Andrea were, like, secretly hooking up and hiding it from everybody because they were both embarrassed of it, of, like, I can't believe I'm with the smart girl. And she's like, I can't believe I'm with Steve. The spoiled slut. But they can't deny the magnetism between the two of them. And it just brings them together all summer long. And then they get back to school in the fall and are just like, that never happened. (laughs) Okay. That's all I want. No comment on everything (laughs) you just said. However... Should we? What are you prepared to make a formal prediction on that? Like, yes. Well, you, mm, no, because I don't think it's actually going to happen. I just want it to happen. Okay, because I have your. Uh, but you your have my list of predictions that I've been ignoring for a while. Oh, I haven't been. I've been tracking them. How have I been doing? Glad someone has. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, mentally tracking, not like written, but. Um, what am I doing? 
I think we have to close the door on the Anna speak English but pretends not to because she Well, I was right about that. Well, you were right that she can speak English, but I don't think it was like a secret thing that she was trying I to still do. think she was pretending not to because she was like, y'all are insane, so como estas la biblioteca? Right. <laughs> and then like a couple episodes later, she's like, okay, she's not totally insane. I can mm-hmm. reveal I speak English. Right. Um. There's a, a couple that we can't yet get to because it, it's to be determined. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to add one to it that you want. Well, less of a prediction, more of a just desire because mm-hmm. I just want to see what happens to your reaction if it happens. Because I can't. You're being like I can't obtuse say anything. and not obtuse at the same time. Yeah, I, I can't. I formally have <laughs> just, an opinion, I, uh, you uh, know, so just. You know? We're going to add it um, as a want, less of a prediction. So, okay. Yeah. I'll how, I don't know it. how to get back to, you know, where we were, the major storyline. <laughs> well, because I, I can't comment. <laughs> well, then we'll just drop it and we'll move back to pregnancy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite topic. Well, okay. Because, like, I think it's the next part, and I kind of didn't track the actual timeline very well because I was just so annoyed. Um, but it's the next part where they're at the pharmacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, like, I don't remember any of the conversation except for Donna saying abstinence. Yeah. Really quietly. Well, they were, because they were basically talking about the effectiveness of all the different. Yeah, like being safe and doing all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And she's like, no, I thought we were doing everything right. Mm -hmm. And then Donna makes the comment of like, the only way to really make sure you don't get pregnant is abstinence, which... That was how they taught us in high school, and I yeah. get it. But at the same time, like, you're not doing anyone any favors by just telling them that. Yeah, I think to the writers slash Donna's credit, though, you not for what she says, but the consistency of it, because you'll see, yeah, like without giving anything away, you'll see that this is a consistent thing for Donna. So at the very least. It's not just a throwaway line. Well, and to yeah, make we it. have seen it before when they were in Palm Springs and mm-hmm. she was like, exactly. oh yeah, everyone's had sex. Exactly. Uh-huh, for sure. Like, we have seen it before and I do think, you know, part of the reason that existed was because she is Aaron Spelling's daughter. So she Definitely. can't have sex on the show. Definitely. And at least not at 16. Yeah. So while I don't agree with what she says, I am at least okay with the fact that it's a plot. It's a consistent, yeah point for her yeah it wasn't totally made up just to make this episode work exactly yeah yeah because that's when they get one test which (laughs) yeah honestly i don't think i have ever seen a show and i you know i'm sure i'm forgetting something where they only get one test it's always like you run to the store and you clear out the shelf and you take 17 of them well and i think maybe the reason they did it was a couple reasons one the whole affordability thing, like, because Brennan doesn't have a job, so maybe she just, like, Kelly didn't have any money. Have mon- I f- like, this is another one of those things where, like, if this is a big concern for your friend, you shell out yeah. $8 for the pregnancy True. test. Like, I I have bought Plan B for people because mm-hmm. they couldn't afford it. Like, right. If you if you need it, done. I will help you. Yeah. yeah. But number- I do not have the Amex that Kelly has. Yeah, well, same. <laughs> Who does? Um, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I think... I think this is one of those times where you can tell it was written by a male writer mm-hmm. because a, I feel like a female writer would be like, they get at least three different kinds because they're like, well, which one do I buy? Get All them both. Them. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah. The other 
part though is like maybe she just doesn't want to believe it so she's like just getting I don't I mean no, I'm not I, gonna rationalize why they chose one it's just they chose one that's it that's all yeah. I did no and I I get <clears throat> Brenda's whole like I'm gonna hide from the truth I don't want to know either mm-hmm. way it's Schrodinger's pregnancy <laughs> yeah you don't know if there's a pregnancy if you don't open the box Schrodinger's pregnant cat <laughs> Schrodinger's baby yeah Ooh, there, there we go. go you don't know that if there's works. a baby or not until simultaneously you... baby and not baby yeah exactly but yeah because that's she takes the test and they're standing outside the door like reading the instructions into the bathroom for her yeah yeah and they're like all right well I don't remember it was like red if it's not pregnant blue if it's pregnant or yeah. something like that and then it comes out green which neither combination like blue and red makes purple yeah so i guess they had to make it so different that you wouldn't know at all i guess like it just doesn't even register as an option well and that's where i was you know having the whole like go get more tests Mm -hmm. go get different tests Mm -hmm. get the one that's clear blue and says pregnant not not pregnant pregnant. yeah there's no in between one line two lines yeah something literally anything get all of the options get the color get the writing get the line do it all but yeah then brenda has the whole conversation or like monologue or whatever where she's laying on the bed and i didn't write the whole thing down so i don't have it but she's talking about how like she was beginning to get the feeling that it wasn't worth it yeah and i like at this point i just wanted to like jump into the tv and talk to young brenda and just be like if you want to have sex, have sex. If you don't want to have sex, don't have sex. Like, this yeah. is all your body, your choice. Well, like, you and, don't have to be freaking out like this. Right. And I think from one perspective, it's more of the, this is super stressful and I don't know that I'm ready for this. And especially the, I'm definitely not ready for a child. Yeah. And especially also because she felt they were being truly safe. Like it was, it would be one thing if they had all roadblocks down Mm -hmm. and she, and she was late because obviously that's a big deal too, but it's like, you know why? Well, and I just really wanted to tell her like stress affects your body too. If you're stressing about being late, that's another thing that's going to make you late. Yeah. So many things do. Well, and especially if she was already thinking like, okay, now I've had sex. I need to be hyper vigilant about watching my cycle, mm-hmm. you know, just to make sure hundred percent, but that's already stress in and of itself. I mean, even if she were athletic, like exercise yeah. could make you late too. I mean, so many Your factors. Your body weight can change. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I just can't imagine she was actually that hyper vigilant beforehand. Yeah. Cause like now it's a true indicator of pregnant, not pregnant. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, at 15, you don't give a shit. You're just like, oh, it sucks. I just need to make sure to not wear white pants for a week and a half. Yeah, exactly. You don't know what day it's coming. Right. And then after sex, you're like, if it does not come on the 13th, I am late. Mm-hmm. Which, it... Never. I mean, don't get me wrong. Been there, though. Like, been... I've had the stress before where I'm like, we perfectly safe and I'm late. This is not a ideal situation. But at 16... I can just understand, like, really being freaked out about it. And mm. now, granted, probably in the back of her mind, she really doesn't think it's not worth it, right? Like, I mean, she loves Dylan. They have a good relationship. It's purely a writing thing at this point. Well, yeah, and you have to think about the episode where they did have sex for the first time. Yeah. And, like, she had that big smile on her face. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was just because of, like, 
that, you know, intimacy and the hormone or whatever that gets Mm -hmm. released after you've had sex or if, like, she genuinely enjoyed doing it. Like, I have to think that she genuinely enjoyed having sex with Absolutely. I agree. And that's why I think she's just even more freaked out because she's late, not because of having sex. Like, when it all is said and done, I think it's just all wrapped in pregnant or not pregnant. Yeah. No, I think a lot of her reactions about sex like are an overreaction yeah to the pregnant not pregnant it's fear like yeah it's all fear based because it just doesn't track with the way that brenda has talked in the past correct because so it's after that that she goes and starts asking her mom about gynecology Mm -hmm. and like i just wanted to be like pro tip you ask your mom about the gynecologist your mom's gonna ask if you're having sex totally now also though like Cindy says she didn't go to college. I feel like that's late. I mean, I went at 16 because I was, like, immobile for days because of cramps. And, like, they could not figure – and I was, like, having all these hormone swings. And, Mm -hmm. honestly, like, everyone thought I was horribly depressed. And then I got on hormonal birth control and, like, regulated all of that. And I was fine afterwards. But, like, they took me because of the – physical reactions I was having to the hormones on my period got it and then while I was there I was like oh by the way (laughs) can I get the pill because I'm having sex fun fact (laughs) yeah I don't remember the exact age that I went but I just feel like college is late but maybe I'm wrong about that I don't know the standard um my um I have insurance through Kaiser and Mm -hmm. have pretty much for my entire life um and they have you go to a pediatrician up until you're about 20. And that's when they have you start going to an OBGYN to check for, like, cervical cancer and stuff and do your Interesting. Pap. That is so, interesting. Because, yeah. yeah, that's... I still the, feel like that's late. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe... Well, and that's... I can only go off of my own personal experience. Yeah. that I started going at 16 and they were like, well, while you're already here, let's go ahead and, like, start checking you out for stuff. Right. Like, yeah. Let's just I'm, go ahead and give you the physical. Yeah, I, I want to say, like, at the latest, I was 18. At the very late. But... Which, I guess, would have been when Cindy went. Maybe. But then, yeah, you also think that, like, Kelly's already gone because she's got birth control. Uh-huh. Donna probably hasn't. Donna probably has... Well, I don't know. I get the feeling that Donna would want to go to, like, fit in with everyone. Sure. But then be like... No, I don't have sex. Don't worry about it. Yeah, this is just routine. <laughs> yeah, just just let me come in the door, and then thirty minutes later I'll leave. <laughs> yeah, can can I just borrow an office for a little while? Yeah, <laughs> just sits in there with a magazine. Like, how long are these supposed to take? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have I been in here long enough? <laughs> but I do appreciate that that storyline is being brought in because I do think it's like super important to take care and and yeah if you're worried you're pregnant you should definitely go see a doctor yeah well and you should go see a doctor anyway mm-hmm. but like i i liked that she went to talk to cindy because mm-hmm. that's a good mother-daughter relationship to have um it got a little weird though because she wouldn't actually talk to cindy she was being very obtuse about it yep and then later on when they find out that she is sexually active Jim is there with her, and that's just weird. Yeah, that made me really uncomfortable because I there would be nothing in this world that I would, like, feel more uncomfortable with than having to have a sexual activity talk 
while my dad holding was a pregnancy test at yeah. 16 with my dad sitting next to me after I know I'm not pregnant well and it would have been different I think had I been able to talk to my mom alone first mm-hmm. right like then if my dad's there mom can be there to kind of like help guide me through it mm-hmm. not just me alone with both the parents having to do this oh that would be awful well, and like I just got this feeling and I don't know where it came from because I don't think this ever happened to me but I just like watching them sit on either side of Brenda and like staring at her made me mm-hmm. feel like personally attacked well and like, small I like, yeah I was like oh I, would, I if I was Brenda I would just want to like lash out yeah like really freak out jump up like just to even get out of the situation like because you feel kind of closed in yeah and stuff and so like just even to just stand up and have an outburst so to speak just to get out of the situation yeah like just stand up and move to the other side of the room yeah or something. yeah exactly and I'm very animated when I talk anyway so that would definitely make me feel like I can't move I can't move I can't move yeah I and I don't want to talk about in. this yeah, yeah it's a very good way of saying it yeah. that's a good point thanks um but yeah, so she's talking to her mom and like can't really get the words out of like, I want to go see a gynecologist. Um, but then dad walks in and is like, oh, Brenda or uh, Dylan's here. Oh, well, before that, though. Oh, what I miss. Because um, they. OK, so she talks to her mom about going to the gynecologist. Then she goes to the gynecologist. Well, no, because um, Dylan's outside because I remember they have the conversation before she goes to the gynecologist where she's freaking out because Dylan says, I'll do everything I can to help and support you, Bren. It's oh, my that's problem, right. that's too. Right. That's a different, yep, 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 yep. And then she says, it doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was, like, starting to have some troubles with how this is written because Dylan is being so supportive of her and, like, I'm going to go to the doctor with mm-hmm. you. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to do whatever you want to do. It's your choice. Yeah. So he says, I will help you and support mm-hmm. you. And she's just like, you don't know how I feel. Yeah, but then he's like, it's my problem, too. And then she says, it doesn't feel that way. Like, I get it. Like, it's your body. He is not the pregnant one. Right. Or the – yeah, because she still thinks she's pregnant at that point. Yeah. Um, But I just – it's the same thing of this, like, fear-based reaction that Brenda seems to keep having where she won't let anybody in to talk to her, and it makes me mad because I just don't feel like this is what – Brenda should be doing as we've seen her for 22 episodes that plus the fact that they're trying to reach too far to make Dylan the super super good guy like but then while Dylan is a good guy and I genuinely think he would be there you know and like be supportive and all this kind of stuff I think it's like too far extremes in either direction. Like on the one side where Brenda's freaking out too much and being too closed off when she's normally very receptive to asking people for help, but then also seeking out help. Mm -hmm. And right now she's not really seeking out that help. They're making Dylan too good, right? Like to the point where Brenda doesn't even believe him. And see, I I think this was the believable side of it. I think when you look at Dylan's behavior through the whole episode, it just it does seem to be this like weird roller coaster cuz like mm-hmm. this scene i believe and i just i don't know it was just a weird scene all the whole thing was weird yeah. like all of this felt very forced mm-hmm. because like i do i can totally see dylan like like holding her arm and like looking her in yeah. the eye and yeah. being like we are going to do this together mm-hmm. like i love you this is us together 
It was just a little too far. Like, and again, I believe Dylan, but I think the contrast between Dylan and Brenda was too much. Yeah. Because they were making Brenda too different than what she normally is and making Dylan too much of what he always is. And so when you see that together, it's it's too far. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's kind of like, um, what was the episode? It kind of happened again. Um, Oh, gosh, I can't remember now. Was it on this show or a different show? It was this show. It was between Dylan and Brenda. Where um, Dylan was, I mean, Brenda was freaking out and Dylan was trying to be there. I don't remember. You can, I was saying, there's, there's the fling in Palm Springs where he tries to, like, get her to come have mm-hmm. sex with him in the hotel room. There was the was. sex ed episode where they're, like, mutually ready to have sex and then Brenda gets freaked out about the AIDS talk. Um... Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. You, you can get all this I do out. remember in that episode you just mentioned, he's like, I'll get tested for you. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, there have been times in the past where they show Dylan being a very mature adult when it comes to sex mm-hmm. and, like, the quote-unquote consequences of sex. Right. And I think that's fine. And that's been developed as a true-to-form thing for Dylan. But when they take it a little too far... It's like, okay, this is unrealistic for a 16-year-old boy. Yeah, I Because don't know. boys are very clumsy. Well, and that's, like, I didn't have a pregnancy scare in high school. I didn't so either. So I can't say yeah. whether or not a boy that I was dating would have reacted one way or another. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know how I would have reacted, and it would not have been this way. No, yeah. Like, I have no fear about going to a gynecologist. But Yeah, I don't know how I would have reacted scared out of my mind that's for sure scared but like I feel like I feel like I let stress motivate me mm. so I would have and I had a job so I would have just been like all right I'm gonna go get a pregnancy test and then I'm gonna get seven more <laughs> and I'm gonna take them all mm-hmm. and then I'm going to scatter the boxes in public trash cans all over the city so my mother will never find them that's the other thing is she takes a test and puts the box like where anyone could find it well, I just love that mom takes the big black trash bag, collects everyone's individual trash bags, and then sorts through it all by hand, no gloves. Yeah. And she's in a bathroom trash can. I was like, ugh. Yeah, gross. Stop it. Gross, no. Cindy. You yeah, know that what's was, in there. That was lazy just to make her find the box. That was the only reason for her doing that was just to find the box. Yeah. Well, and they could have done it in any way. Like, she could have been taking the trash out on her own. Yeah. She could have whatever so i do have a question because i got a little confused on the conversation so when brenda goes to the gynecologist because she goes kelly goes with her yeah um she sees a dude and of course she's like i wish it was a woman Mm -hmm. and that made me think that like think the fact that i have a female female gynecologist because i do appreciate that and i just that's just what I want. Yeah. But anyway, so she goes in there and she has the weird conversation with a guy. Like, oh, no, I'm good. The mansplaining of yes. the female body. Like, that drove me nuts. Sorry to interrupt you. You're fine. But um, that drove me nuts so much because this is a TV show. Yeah. You could have written this as a female doctor to make mm-hmm. Brenda more comfortable. But instead, you made it a man to make her uncomfortable. And then you had a man explain her body to her. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. made me mad. But where I got confused was, like, right after she's done with the appointment and Dylan's there and is her and um, Kelly and Dylan, she gets mad at him 
when he asks if she can also get the pill while they're there. Like, go ahead, while you're here, do this. And I just want to make sure, because I personally wasn't angry, but not, like, I think I heard the scene wrong, because I feel like, because I just saw your reactions, and y'all are mad. So Hardest eye roll I have ever done in my life. So I just want to make sure, because what I wrote down, I was like, it's interesting conversation between Dylan and Brenda about the pill and protection, and I'm trying to see her side as well as his. Did she assume that he then thought he wouldn't have to wear a condom? Or, like, for her... She now has to pay for something to protect them both and where he could probably get condoms for free. Or is it something else? Like, what am I missing? Okay. Do you want to go first? Kind of. Okay. First of all, (laughs) that's a question to ask before the appointment, not after. Okay, fair. Yep. Second, oh, great. You're not pregnant. Now take these pills so that I don't have to worry about getting you pregnant. See, and okay, that's what I thought. And so... There's the other side of it where, like, you know, they – I think it was the way he acted where he, like, leaned in close to her Uh and was, like, kind of doing, like, oh, we can do it more later that I didn't like about his side of it. But then I also didn't like her side of it because she flips out on him and, like, there's nothing wrong with being on the – like, I think what made me mad about her reaction was they were stigmatizing birth control by her getting pissy about it. That's fine. Like, that – that made me mad. His reaction made me mad. I don't think this is a conversation you should have in public in front of Kelly. Yeah. Like, I agree with Mary. This is something that you talk about beforehand. And, you know, ultimately it's her decision if she wants to go on the pill or not. I don't know. Like, I think it would be very stupid, even for a 16-year-old, ultimately stupid, to think that she can go on the pill and he can stop using a condom. Oh, yeah. Like, well, you yeah. use every single form of birth control you can get your hands on. Yeah, right? exactly. And I think and because it wasn't said that Dylan would then assume that he just wouldn't have to wear a condom, I would took it as two forms, right? Like, you yeah. have two forms. So Dylan was just asking to have, like, I was, I'm the not extra trying. thing. Yeah, I'm not trying to defend anyone in this scene. No, everyone is wrong in this I'm scene. I'm just yeah. saying that I didn't hear... Dylan say, okay, that means I'm off the hook. I I heard, can you get an extra form of protection for us so we can continue doing this should we want to? So I'm not trying to defend anything. I'm just saying I didn't necessarily get mad if he was asking to get a second form. And that's how I interpreted that. But I got mad because this is not how this conversation should go. And this is not how this conversation would go based on the characters that we have been built to, like, see. Like... So when, we weren't necessarily mad at the words that were said, just the timing and the place yeah. and the the whole ev- like yeah. the everything about okay. it. Okay, I because I I knew you guys would be mad about it, and I thought <laughs> I was missing something because I wasn't initially just angry. No, it all of it made me mad because like she is overreacting, but she also still thinks she's pregnant because she won't let them do a test on her. Like she won't pee in the cup. She won't let them do. A pelvic exam or anything I don't think she actually got her period while she was there and that's what oh. I thought happened that's what I thought that's, that's what I like, no 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 I'm she sure said it later but I also like it can be interpreted as like I thought she just freaked out with the gynecologist okay. and like didn't want a man anywhere near her and so she lied to him and left okay see I, I took it as she period. got her period yeah I mean she yeah. does get it later and like that that could easily be the thing but I truly interpret that as like she still wasn't sure but either way like 
Dylan's relieved and says, like, yeah. how can we avoid this stress in the future? Right. But that's not how he said it. No. Like, okay. I do truly think that's what's going through his head is, yeah. like, okay, we're not pregnant now. If you go back in and ask for the pill, we can worry significantly less about being pregnant. And, like, you have a straight-up 28-day timeline of, like, right. when your period is going to come. Yeah. And then we're good to go. Like, I'll still wear condoms. You'll get on the pill. We'll all be fine. Insurance covers the pill. So it's not like she's paying out of pocket for this well, stuff. Well, some insurance. I guarantee <laughs> that Jim's yeah, office his EVP covers that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I took but Dylan's... Then, go ahead. Well, and that's, that's what he should have said. And I do really think that Dylan is smart enough to sit down and have a more mature conversation mm-hmm. with her, even if all of his blood is below his waist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Brenda is a lot more mature of, like, having a conversation of, like, well, now that we've had this whole scare, you know, I've really been thinking about it. I don't think I'm ready to keep having sex with you. And, like, that is the conversation that should have happened versus, Mm -hmm. well, do you think you should go ask for the pill? Excuse me? Like, (laughs) yeah, it made me very angry the way it happened. 100%. This tension is due to, like, a breakdown in communication between Dylan and Brenda because Brenda is thinking – I don't know if I want to continue to have sex. Yeah. And Dylan is thinking, cool, we can keep having sex. Get on the pill. Yeah, and neither of them say that to each other. So he's just thinking that she's still freaking out about something else. And she's mad at him that he wants to have sex. And she's like, all you can think about is sex. Like When really they're just not communicating their thoughts effectively to each other. And it's it's a teenager kind of thing, I guess, that you're not having that mature conversation. Even I still fail at having mature conversations. Well, we all do, right? yeah. But, like, yeah. I think being, you know, 10 years older than them and watching it now being like, you can do so much better here. Well, it's, it's funny. I'm glad I have your perspective now because I generally took it at face value. Like, yeah. I didn't really think much deeper because I just didn't. I don't mm-hmm. know why I didn't, but I just generally took it as – But but now after hearing your whole, like, you know, Dylan just wants sex – Brenda's scared of it now. Yeah. Like, now that makes 100% 100% sense as to why they reacted the way that they did and why I still took it at Facebook. Okay, we're yeah. good. It I'm just, good. I processed it. it we're just, good. <laughs> and I think, I think it also made me mad because I knew the whole point of this episode was to make teenage girls afraid of sex and pregnancy. And, and I make don't, guys not, Yeah, basically. It's, it's fear-based education, and I don't like that because that's yeah. like – Again, my high school was a Catholic high school. We only got abstinence only. And, like, even at home, it was the same, like, you're lucky you're not pregnant. And I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're adults. But yeah. I do love that she leaves. And Dylan's like, what did I do? And Kelly just immediately sticks to Brenda and is just like, you're the worst. I don't remember what she says. But she's just like, suck it, Dylan. And then left. Kelly's face in that scene was my face when I watched that scene. <laughs> Just her witnessing in the background, like her eyes get wide and she's like, What the fuck are you saying, Dylan? <laughs> That's funny. I oh, I still really wish we had seen Kelly and Steve as a couple because like they they're all snippy and bitchy to each other all the time. But like I would love to see how their conversations about sex happen because I feel like Kelly is like Brenda and could say like a lot more mature stuff than Steve would have. Oh, absolutely. I'm just, well, and I, Steve is not anywhere near Dylan. Mm-hmm. So what the hell would he say? I just really 
wish I could see that. Also, just in general, Kelly and Steve, the way that they banter now. Oh my god, I it's it so funny. You when they were flirting. Oh, right. Like, like I love it. I live for the under the breath Steve comments and just the outward loud and proud Kelly comments. Well, like they're so funny. Even like the DUI episode where they would go to parties and like you just saw the physical mm-hmm. flirting between the two of them. I was like, I just wish I could have seen it. But I like that we want to see it you know what I mean like it's a good tease that I wasn't expecting yeah no it's a good signal that this is a good show and that they're good they have good chemistry yeah that they picked the right actors to be in the right Mm -hmm. love it I just wish I had seen it yeah same but so we finally get the sex talk well so after the gynecologist okay yeah so that's when Brenda's that's when yeah because Brandon comes home while mom is sorting crap and then she pulls out the pregnancy test box and that's when she sits down with Jim and they talk to Brenda and like close in on her oh yeah which was super awkward and dad reacts as an oaf like dad's would well and that's the thing is like oh I wrote down what Jim said because it was the worst sentence ever because she's, like, holding the, the test box, and they haven't straight up asked her, like, have you had sex? Mm-hmm. Why did you need this? And he goes, did you do something that would give you reason to believe that if you were a few days late, <laughs> that that would indicate that you were pregnant? Oh, yeah. Like, it's just it was the so biggest. Did you have sex? It was the biggest beating around the bush. He couldn't say the word. Yeah. Which is perfect. I mean. It's such a dad thing to do. I have never said that word in front of my father, and I oh, never will. God, no. Not, not not even in reference to gender. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, like, I don't even think I said that word to my mom. I will not say S-E-X in front of my parents. I yeah. will not. My mom listens to this. She's heard the word sex. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mom, I've never had sex. Yeah. Neither, no, <laughs> no one in this room has. We are all virgin. Yep. <laughs> but the funniest part, well, actually, I'll back up. Before I get to the funniest part, the best part was just that Brenda was so honest. I mean... Because she was clearly uncomfortable, because who the hell wouldn't be uncomfortable? But she mm-hmm. was very honest, very grown up, very mature in her feelings. Like, mm-hmm. she was never trying to, like, hide it or be bashful about her feelings, which I really appreciated and wish I had that kind of confidence and just, like, maturity to just say what I wanted to without consequence, mostly because nothing she said should have had consequence. Like, everything yeah. she was saying was honest, true, but also smart. Yeah. Like, she has thought about this a lot. And she's not just saying these things or, like, feeling these things or doing these things on a whim, without care, like, any of the stuff. So I just really appreciated the grown-ass independent woman that Brenda has started to become. Yeah. At such a young age. I'm like, damn, like, why can't I be like that? No, I love Brenda. I know. She's great. Well, and then, okay, so here is another part that I get really upset about in this episode because they are talking to Brenda. Mm-hmm. And they ask her, I don't remember how it goes on, because it gets to the point where she mentions that they had sex like two weeks ago or something. Yeah. But that's not the same timeline from the finale. Yeah, because, yeah. So that's why I think there was probably a week in between episodes. Well, but so oh, in wait, the but finale, it went in further. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah, finale, yeah. she says three weeks. Yep. This is later than the finale, mm-hmm. and she says two weeks, mm-hmm. when like realistically, it's probably four weeks. Exactly. So I don't know. Yeah, I think there's just a weird continuity well, thing. Well, and it's continuity, but I don't know if it's an actual continuity error or if they really, truly 
like rewrote Brenda's whole story to punish her for having sex. As yeah. in, you had sex once, mm-hmm. then you had the pregnancy scare, now you're yelling at your boyfriend, now your parents know, now your brother knows. <laughs> like, I just feel like they have rewritten everything to punish her. To and not, it, to make her not have a good experience. Yeah, to yeah. put the fear of pregnancy in her. Mm-hmm. Like, because... It's Whatever. just not good. I mean, like it, it I, I'd appreciated me... all of the like sex stuff and how they've handled the sexual relationship. Between... They've been so sex positive in the exactly. first season up until the very last two lines or whatever it mm-hmm. was. And then now it's all coming crashing down and they're reinforcing this idea that when people have sex at a young age, it's automatic that you'll regret it. Right. Like it's automatically bad. It's either you're going to get an STD, you're going to be pregnant, the guy is going to leave you, your parents are going to be furious. He's only going to want to stay with you to keep having sex with you. Your relationship is over except for the physical part of it. Like, Like, your friends are going to judge you because they think you should be abstinent or you weren't safe enough. Just think about how many negative things we just came up with in Off about the top of our heads. five seconds compared to the amount of positive ones. But that only, tells for, you. Girls. only right. for girls. Only for girls. Right. Because, yeah, Brandon had sex in the beginning of the first season. In their house. And nobody and they knew said, about and it. And even in, like, before Brenda actually had sex, there was the whole episode where she, like, dad started yelling at her for dating Dylan and I don't remember the exact words, but it was like, how come when, you know, Brandon has sex, yeah. you're so she proud of him. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm having sex, it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Like. It's like Brandon uh, has sex and dad plays basketball with him. And, and says, like, just be careful. High five. Yeah. Yeah, man. In my house. Right. And then Brenda has sex and he like, I do. I will give credit of like Dylan shows up at the door and Brenda is like. No one say anything to him. I swear to God. This is the <laughs> funniest line in the freaking world because Jim just goes up. Hi, Dylan. Don't stay out too late. And then Dylan's like, I promise we won't. I swear to God. Like, <laughs> just like, he's like, why are you holding that pregnancy test? And then dad just walks by. His he's face. Like, <gasps> he's like, Whoa. I swear to God, we won't stay out late. <laughs> you still have a curfew, even though it's summertime. Yeah. I just love it. And then he walks into the next room. He goes, I sounded just like my father. And I was like. What? Like, huh? <laughs> that was a really normal thing to yeah. say. Yeah, hi, Dylan. Don't yeah. say out late. Man, he, I sound just like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he actually handled it really well. Yeah, like, he, he actually like, listened to his own daughter and his wife and, like, was cool. No, yeah. and that's, I, like, as much as we have complained, Yeah, I feel like I'm taking probably, like, a 90-degree turn, not, like, a full 180 sure. and saying, like, this was good. Good gym like, episode. Yeah. This was a good gym episode. This reaction, like, like I said, like, I had this physical, like, oh, my God, I'm trapped watching them talk to her. But she didn't do that. Like, she yeah, handled it much exactly. more maturely. Yeah. We would have cocooned and, and she butterflied. Yeah. <laughs> also, oh, Cindy's still kind of killing it. Cindy's always. She was it. super supportive. Like, that's the thing. She was always like, Jim, like, reacting negatively to whatever he would say, which is also good because, like, she actually supported. Not that she necessarily, in mom mode, would have wanted Brenda to be having sex at 16, but she was still, like, on Brenda's side and not wanting Jim to overreact. Well, and this was consistent for her because she mm-hmm. wasn't in favor of Brandon having sex at 16. Yeah. So at yeah. least. That's consistent, but yeah, no, Cindy, the only thing I would have changed mm-hmm. about Cindy would be her talking to Brenda without dad there because 100%. it just feels, 100%. you feel more comfortable talking to your parent of the same sex. 
Yes. Or, like, that's at least how Always. they portray all of this kind of stuff. Because even when Brandon was having sex, she was like, Jim, you go talk to him. Mm-hmm. He's going to want to talk to you more than mm-hmm. he's going to want to talk to me. And then this time they're like, no, we're going to sit down as a family. Like, yeah, it's like, what if Brandon had been there, too? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Brandon sits down, too, and like, I, I, as four years older than you, yeah. don't, or four minutes older than you, don't think you're ready for sex. I have had it, but you should not, and here's why. You're I a girl. I am your mature older yeah. brother. Jesus. Can you Oof. imagine? <laughs> it would have been so bad, but it could have been funny. It could have been funny. Like, but, it would have been funny as a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Not as serious. Yeah, so... Dylan picks her up, freaks out, takes her back to the hotel, and they have sex. And mm-hmm. then while they're laying in bed together, Brenda breaks up with him. Oh, my God. She has, like, goodbye sex with him. Yeah, which I'm like, girl, bad timing. Well, and, like, just <sighs> talk. Because that follows what Mary was saying earlier about how she was saying how it was just a bad communication. Mm-hmm. It's still bad communication when in previous episodes they've had excellent uh, communication. Yeah, well, and... What made me angry was, like, I think the main reason that she actually broke up with him was not the fear of sex and pregnancy and all of that kind of stuff. I think they got really close really fast and had this scare, and it made her realize that she needed to get her independence back, Mm -hmm. which is a fine enough reason to, like, go on a break or break up with someone, but it took too long to get to there, and I even wrote in my notes, with the periods, with the, like emphasis you do not have to break up to stop having sex yes correct and i mean even as i'm saying this out loud they they have been really independent of each other in the first season like Mm -hmm. there are so many episodes where we don't even see them together Mm -hmm. like they interact for five minutes in the hallway and then go off and do their own things yeah this whole episode was almost like a throwaway in the sense that, like, we're not going to stay true to character at all. Yeah. This is a random episode because we have to make a point. Yeah, you have to make a sex is scary episode, apparently, mm-hmm. which just made me so angry. And all I could think about was, like, they need therapy. And they need... <laughs> yeah. Everyone needs therapy, always. Everyone always needs therapy. We, we've said this so many times, but everyone always needs therapy, always. The thing is, yeah, they had sex. She enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Three weeks pass. Mm-hmm. Then... They decide to rewrite this episode so that they have sex. She thinks she's pregnant. She Mm -hmm. freaks out. She, you know, changes the relationship with her parents. She changes the relationship with her brother. She ruins the relationship with her boyfriend. She doesn't ruin. She ends the relationship with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Like, they ruined it together because the characters have been retconned. And I hated it. Okay, but real talk? Sad Dylan is sad. Sad Dylan is so like, sad. Holy crap. He's a sad boy again. And when his oh. scar was like super prominent, also he was very cute. But like sad is sad. Sad, sad, sad. Like I could not handle how sad he was. No. Oh my God. When he. So in the hallway. Blah. So did you notice though? So he shows up at school after her drama class lets out. And she's like, oh, I'll talk to you guys later. And they're like, oh, Dylan alert, which is just weird. Hmm. And they walk away, 
And then Dylan and Brenda stand in front of the tech class and there is a pregnancy poster with a baby. Oh my God, I didn't see that. Yes, they're standing in front of a poster about teen pregnancy. Oh my God. And then they have the conversation and it's so sad. So and she's sad. like, no, we can't get back together. No, you can't drive me home. I have to do this on my own. And he's like, the only person that I can rely on is myself. And you've made me realize that. And he's just upset. And then he goes to leave. And they zoom in on her face while he's walking away down the hallway. And there's a sign above the hallway that says, we'll miss you. And I was like, oh, my God. So not only was it, yeah, we got to include this pregnancy poster because that's what this damn episode is about. Also, sorry, we're breaking you guys up. (laughs) Like, I know that it was supposed to be the, like, last day of school poster that never got taken down. But I was like, oh, my God, they're literally acknowledging that hashtag Dilda is over. Subliminal messaging. (laughs) Just will miss you. And it's her face crying and Dylan in the background, like, turning and looking back at her. Oh, Oh, my God. This is kind of a common thing in this show because in... The finale, um, when Brondria are talking about whether or not they're going to bang or planning their rendezvous, they're standing in front of a sign that says, go for it. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Don't stop doing this. No, never stop. That's ended years ago. <laughs> oh, my God. It's coming back next August. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Be looking for the signs in the back. I'm going to be looking for the signs every right? God, I hope they brought the same cinematographers back. The only problem is that, like, I don't want you guys to watch the new one because it's going to give away so much. Oh, I know. We're going to have to, like, binge through 10 seasons all uh-huh. through the summer and then just, like, I don't watch know, it. bank episodes <laughs> for the next five yeah. years. Well, we're done with the podcast. I'll just be releasing it. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, that was so thus basically in Stilda. R.I.P. R.I.P. Dilda. R.I.P. Dilda. But that's not all that happens in this episode. Yeah, but let's be honest, not really much else happens. I mean, we could go through Beach Blanket Brandon really quickly. I just, ugh. Okay, Brandon wants a job. Brandon goes to try and be a lifeguard, but he has no training as an ocean swimmer, and he is not a runner, which I also, he's I wrote, the tiniest. I wrote down, I was like, time to put that JV basketball to practice. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait. He's the suck. tiniest. Like, so he... Bad. I think they, I mean, obviously they did it on purpose, but he was like 4'11 compared to like 6'5 guys. It was seriously basketball tryouts all over again. Yeah. Poor guy. Well, and then he's Aren't like. You a little short? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then he talks to Mr. Thomas and is like real charismatic about it. And so the guy was like, all right, well, you cannot be a lifeguard. You were terrible, <laughs> but you're cute and women will love you so you can have this cabana job and he like that was right after he said that he worked at the peach pit so he's got server experience like that sort of thing um fun fact mr henry thomas is chief weber on gray's anatomy oh really and chief weber is like well he's not the chief anymore but he will always be the chief he's like one of those that's like perennial like voice of reason guy he's my favorite part of gray's anatomy forever he is the best he's uh Chief Weber's the best. So I'm so glad. I forgot he was, like, in this show because I had watched Beverly Hills and then many years later watched Grey's Anatomy. And so I didn't realize. But, oh, my God, he, he's such a fox as a young guy and, like, relatively young because he's, yeah, like, well, old now. But, like, oh, okay. Yeah, continue. so so Brandon gets the job. He's, like, you have to start tomorrow. And then Brandon feels bad about telling Nat and not giving Nat any notice. Which, and Nat makes him feel bad about it. And yeah. This, totally legitimate I like mean, shitty i mean i also feel like they're 
close enough in a relationship that like the the part later where Nat totally forgives him also totally makes sense. Oh like, yeah, all, Nat was true to form the whole time. That was the thing. Everything in Brandon's storyline stayed true to form because like mm-hmm. you know he gets the job, he you know goes to tell Nat and he feels bad about it. And then he goes back to Mr. Thomas and is like, you got to let me give the guy a week. I'm sorry about this, but, like, you you want to know that I wouldn't do that to you, so you got to let me do it for Nat. And then... <laughs> He's like, who's this Nat guy? <laughs> the greatest. Yeah. That's who he is. Yeah. And then he goes back to Nat, who's like, no, I forgive you, and I've replaced you. So <laughs> you're good to go. And I just want to be like, everything always works out for Brandon. It's true. And when that's in, it. When in reality, like... I mean, yeah, it all worked out in Brandon's favor, but it also proved for Nat that Brandon is replaceable and that everyone's replaceable. Because, like, think about it. Just because you leave a job, yeah, you're leaving Nat high and dry. But, like, it wasn't you that he desperately needed at the Peach Pit. It was server. It was somebody. Yes. But Brandon was like, oh, my God, it's me. I really wanted me. I really wanted Nat to be like, no, I replaced you. This is Tiffany. And then just like super hot girl. And Brandon's just like, shit. I thought it would have been even funnier. It was like, oh, I replaced you. This is Brendan. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like quaffed on the other side of his hair. (laughs) Or just has like a season one Brandon mullet. Yes. (laughs) And is also six foot five. (laughs) Just like, oh, no, I feel inferior. That would have been hilarious. Okay. So there is one more thing that happens in this episode. There is? The acting class. Oh, the drama class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the cute teacher. Well, so teacher walks in and they go, oh, no. Hot (laughs) old teacher. But he looked really familiar to me. Oh, okay. So I looked him up. He played Link Larkin in the John Waters Hairspray from like 1987 with Ricky Lake. Whoa, Ricky Lake? Yeah, Ricky Lake was the lead. Wow. Turnblatt. Tracy Turnblatt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I kept looking at him and I was like, I know this man. I did not place. Interesting. I loved that movie. I love John Waters movies. He's so good. Uh, But yes, he comes in and he does his weird monologue monologue and like inspires the class to do their monologues. And Brenda's is amazing because she's done things. She has pain. And then Andrea's is just her resume. Which is so true. It's so true to form. Like it's on brand a thousand percent for Andrea. And then she talks so long that the bell rings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then they leave and Donna goes, I, didn't, I haven't done anything. What's mine going to be? Should I lie? <laughs> All of this is perfect. I know. that. Which, again, shows that this was never the writer's inten- original intention. Yes. Like, this was so out of left field for Brenda that literally everyone else was fine. Yeah. Strange. No. Well, and that was how the that whole works. thing. How, like... We did look that up, and mm-hmm. they proved. Hold on, I'll I'll pull it up so I have the actual writing for it. Yeah, yeah, because I have thoughts, okay. and I know you do. Oh, I have so many thoughts. Do you want to read it? Oh, um, the, pro- the, the, tr- pro- the production notes. production yeah. notes. Okay, it says the reason for Brenda's pregnancy scare and the breakup of Brenda and Dylan was that advertisers for Fox complained that Brenda had sex for the first time and was happy about it fucking assholes <laughs> you know they were all men for real truly um so fox and the writers um 
Oh, hold on. Yeah, Fox had the writers create a negative consequence of Brenda having sex, which was never the writer's intentions, and a a sexist double standard for Brenda versus Brandon's first time having sex earlier in season one. Which is everything that we have talked about already, and it just makes me so mad. That's really upsetting. Like, I understand that advertisers are, like, the main source of income. Yeah, but let me just set the record straight, because I work in advertising. Uh Uh-huh. Advertisers have zero leeway and zero input on content. They do. They just don't like. Think about it. Um, American Signature Furniture can't call up and be like, "I don't like the way the plot's going, so you need to change it, or else I won't spend my money here." That is not a thing. Yeah. Because the content is created, and then you decide if you're going to put your dollars in the commercials or not. It has nothing to do with it. But I feel like at the same time they could say, "Hey." Um we don't like our product or whatever being associated with a time slot that has this type of content. Yeah. And we want to pull out. And so, so they would make a change in order to keep that money is what you, I would assume. You would have to be like the freaking president of the United States to do that. Like, well, and that's what gets me. Is no like, one is that is worth Fox that much. Fox is a huge network. Exactly. Like, like you are not worth it is not that like much. They were on like a fledgling WB that was struggling to find yeah. advertisers. Like literally, that would be like an advertiser going to Roger Goodell, the president or the commissioner of the NFL, and saying, "I don't like that the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. You need to make another team be in the Super Bowl, or I'm pulling all my money." I feel like you saying like, this. The Sorry, NFL is Michael. Not the, well, but not even that. I feel like using the NFL is a really bad one because the NFL does change things. Because well, it's of rigged. The but what I'm saying is like it's so ridiculous that that would be like saying I don't like the two teams that are in the sports game that millions of viewers watch. So I'm asking you NFL or you NBA or you whoever to put a different team in there. Yeah. Like that'd be like literally saying the finals are set. And the Super Bowl is going to be the Patriots versus. I was like, here's the, your 2019 2020 schedule. Yeah. It's a rematch of the, you know, Patriots versus the Rams. That's literally like the game being set. Oh, they would never and then that. at that the so last boring. minute, pulling a team out and putting another team in for no merit whatsoever. Yeah. That's how ridiculous this is. And that it does not happen. Because guess what? Say, um, I don't know, big advertiser, say Coca Cola doesn't like this sex positive episode. Well, guess who does? Budweiser. Yeah. You know, like somebody else will like it. And maybe it was different in the 90s and maybe there's different like um, F, um, what am I thinking of? Like, Um, oh, why am I not thinking of my own FCC? The FCC rules or something back then were less stringent or I I don't know. Mm -hmm. But nowadays that would never happen. Well, and that was, you just said like, you know, because it was the 90s, maybe it was different. And I do think that like sex positivity, especially for women, was not a thing back then. Sure. So maybe they were even like, well, we're going to try this because this needs to happen. Like, we're going to be this progressive show and then somebody Mm -hmm. shut it down. And, you know, we've talked about how Aaron Spelling apparently made it very clear that Tori's character was not going to be involved in, like, teen drinking and teen sex and teen drugs and da-da-da-da-da. And I think that's different because he's, like, the freaking creator of the show. Oh, yeah. No, he is, like, what, the executive producer or something. Yeah, like, he's the backing. He's the money of the show. Yeah. Yeah, but it just, like, it upsets me that anybody who is not actually involved in the creative process gets a say in things. That, it's like, that's my point. Yeah. It's like, um, oh, God, what am I thinking of? It's like in, um, I, 
think it's Wayne's World or Wayne's World 2. I don't remember. I think it's Wayne's World where they make all the jokes about like Pepsi trying to advertise in the movie or something. They were like, we would be, we would never do that. And then like hold up whatever. And yep. Like Austin Powers did that too in Gold Number. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, that's mockery. This is it actually happening. Yeah, exactly. And it just, it just wouldn't. In today's world, especially, it wouldn't. Like you can get fired. Like Roseanne's situation. Now, granted, she was a racist, so that's I was why she say, got fired. She was on the wrong the other side. side. But that's what I'm saying. It can happen from that side. It cannot happen from the opposite side. At least from my experience. I mean, it, it just wouldn't happen. No, it just makes me really mad. And oh, that's yeah. the thing is, like, I found those notes, and that's when I told you guys about it. And like, yeah. I that makes me hate this episode. Yeah, like, I I'm get it. Sorry, I can't give this one a good grade. The only thing I'll say, and and it's defense not of the brand the brenda situation but in general i i feel like the show is finding its stride i feel like it's trying to well mine that's what i'm saying minus the brenda stuff everyone like with the whole like you know acting class the beach club all that stuff it's like finding its stride because it's like feeling natural with the characters it's feeling like a good plot's coming like things mm-hmm. like that so i'm happy about that which is why i'm not going to give it an f but like <laughs> but i'll give it something because as the episode as a whole I don't want to just put a negative grade on I would rather put a negative grade on the situation and then average it and see here's the thing is like I'm gonna go ahead and tell you I'm giving this episode a d that's fine but like I'm not gonna not watch the show right I like the show but this was a bad podcast writing on this we still have 180 episodes (laughs) um but no like I like the show this episode was bad and it should not have been affected by advertisers oh, or 100%. whatever. Like the writers should have been given the freedom to do what the writers were going to do. Absolutely. And it makes me very mad. And so I'm giving it a D for hashtag Delta. Oh, R.I.P. I Man. know. I was ready. Yeah. I mean, let's be fair. I mean, let's be real. It's not like I was going to give it an A. I wasn't even going to give it a B. I was planning. I had written in my notes C minus. So we're close to the same page. Yeah. You're like, I'm not going to fail it gonna get a c minus though yeah but that's the like that's to me i didn't want to dis- discredit the other actors and the other and that's story totally lines. fair and like that's the reason it doesn't fail exactly but like the main plot that yeah, took up the main everything plot. that we just talked about except mm-hmm. for like five minutes at the end here where we just threw in everybody else's names was bad yeah it was and, all bad and i will not argue that no so that's it i'm done cool Throw in the towel. All right. What's next? Oh, I did not write down what our <laughs> next episode is. All um, right. Talk about something. I'll look it up. Oh, so, um, I just wanted to point out that Steve had a really, really, really cute, genuine smile in this episode. And I think it's like the first time we see Steve be sincere. Well, with- not the first time because we see it in the previous episode. But... He just comes and sees Brandon at the Peach Pit and is just genuinely happy to see him and that his friend is still there. And I thought it was cute. I do like when he's playing beach volleyball and he's flirting with that girl and he's like, if I make this next point, I get to take you to lunch. And she's just like, okay, Steve. And he's oh, in those yeah. little short shorts. Yeah, I mean, for like as a spoiled slut, a Steve, a Steve? As a spoiled slut, Steve. Oh my God, I can't say this. It's a Steve is a spoiled slut. All right, but beach blanket, Brandon. Spoiled slut, Steve. He also has a little bit of swagger. Oh yeah. So he's swagger, spoiled slut, Steve. Steve, the spoiled slut was slut. Nope, can't do it. He's making me slowly not hate him. Yeah, slut swagger, Steve. Yeah. 
Um, okay, well, since we want to put this episode behind us, um, next week's episode is season two, episode two, The Party Fish. Okay. The Party okay. Fish. The Party 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 Fish? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no... No uh, punctuation. Yeah, I have no idea how to read this. Maybe when we watch it, we'll find out. Yeah, to be determined. All right. So I guess that's it. Yeah, that's all. Um, Don't forget to follow us on social media at Back2Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. And if you have feedback and you want to give us any thoughts on this episode in particular or the whole podcast, let us know. We love your feedback. And you can email us at Back2Podcast at gmail.com. That's B-A-C-K-T-O podcast at gmail.com. And you can also rate and review us on iTunes. If you give us five star, well, we'll never know if you give us five stars or not. <laughs> but if you review us, we will read it out loud. Yeah, and make sure you do that because that's honestly and truly the way that people find this podcast. And we want to make sure that anyone who loves Beverly Hills 90210 like we do can find this podcast. Yeah, because truly, we're going to be doing it anyway. Yeah. We really appreciate if other people who liked it listened. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So we've got an iTunes review. Yay! It's a five-star rating, and this one is awesome i love it so much i don't want to take away from any of the other reviews we've gotten because all of them have been wonderful but this one just really knocked it out of the park so y'all this is like the pinnacle example exactly so it's pretty long so bear with me um and it's worth it it's so worth it the title cuts off but it's from kayla r 622 and the title cuts off a little bit but it says i love dylan mckay's super hot eyebrow scars what i think it says um But then it continues, and so does Caitlin, as I learned during one of the podcasts. Fact. (laughs) (laughs) And we also swooned over it together on Twitter. As a 90s kid, through six years older... Sorry, I'm going to start that part over. As a 90s kid, though six years older than you guys, I grew up watching 90210 and its spinoff, Melrose Place. Love me a good nighttime soap. You are not alone. (laughs) I discovered your podcast last week and have already listened to all the episodes. I'm also in the middle of rewatching the series. I'm on season three. I'm currently obsessed with Dylan McKay, and deep down, I think I've always been. I identify with many of the pop culture references and experiences discussed on the show, though being a little bit older, there are some things that are a little past my time, like Power Rangers. (laughs) I can answer one question asked, I think, on the Isn't It Romantic podcast. Yes, there was VHS in 1990. I don't recall ever seeing (laughs) Betamax. (laughs) As a native Oregonian, there are some Georgia-centric references that I don't get, but who cares? That's no big deal. I love that due to the power of social media and the animal magnetism that is Dylan McKay, (laughs) four 90s kids can have such a fruitful conversation online about Steve Sanders' crop tops. (laughs) I enjoy listening to the podcast. The rapport between the three ladies, Caitlin, Ariel, and Mary, reminds me of conversations with my friends. I laugh at how the conversation starts off talking about Brandon, evolves into a discussion about corsages and veggies, how weird was Kelly's corsage, and prom, then segues back to Kelly. I also have a tendency to start answering a question, veering (laughs) off on some random tangent, then forgetting what I was talking about. I'm so glad I'm not alone. Great job, ladies. I look forward to hearing more about Dilda. I own three copies of Dirty Dancing. I have the film on VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray. I also saw it in the theater a couple years ago. Me too. I carried a watermelon. I carried a watermelon? (laughs) From Kayla, a.k.a. at KaylaR622. Kaylin Dilla? In parentheses, Kayla and Dylan. I definitely think it's Dilla. 
I love Dilla. I like Dilla. Dilla. Well, Dilla. I ship it. Yeah, I ship it too, Kayla. Um, Thank you so much for that review. That was awesome. And like Ariel said, a pinnacle review. (laughs) It's so good. Speaking of Kayla R622, she also followed us on Twitter. Whoop, whoop. Thank you. Also, um, a couple other Twitter babies to mention. Wine021bros, which is another podcast covering the same thing. If you want to hear it from a 30-something male's perspective, (laughs) check them out. Yeah. And at Joy Yeager, thank you so much for the follow. Yay. Yay. Thanks, Uh, guys. Also, Wine021bros. Let's do a crossover episode. Yeah, let's do it. We'd love to. That would be so much fun. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I guess that's everything. Perfect. So from back from all of us at Back to Podcast, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya. <laughs>